Next, ReachMD presents this month's special series, Focus on Nutrition and Nutrition Science. As increasing evidence points to nutrition as a key factor in disease prevention and management, we're highlighting current topics, research, and best practices in the field. With the U.S. amid an obesity epidemic, President Obama and his wife have made healthy eating a national priority. But will market forces eventually undermine and sabotage this high-profile effort to curtail obesity? Or can the market actually help make the situation better? I'm Bruce Chapson, your host, and joining me today is Hank Cardello. Mr. Cardello is a fellow at the Hudson Institute in Washington and directs the Institute's Obesity Solutions Initiative. Mr. Cardello is a longtime executive in the food industry, having worked as a senior executive at some of the largest food and beverage companies, including president of Sunkist Soft Drinks, Inc. He has been the vice president of marketing for Canada Dry, director of marketing for Coca-Cola USA, and a brand manager for Anheuser-Busch and General Mills. He also serves today as chairman of the annual Global Obesity Business Forum, an initiative sponsored by the University of North Carolina that brings food industry executives together with well-known nutrition scientists to advance solutions for the obesity crisis. Mr. Cardello is author of the very recent well-known book, Stuffed, an insider's look at who's really making America fat. The book made its debut last year from HarperCollins and I'm told is now available in paperback. I would like to welcome Hank Cardello from his offices in North Carolina. Hank, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, Bruce. I'm very glad to be here. Well, the food companies out there are always an easy target when people are looking for a quick solution as to why people are fat. And I know that aside from health care reform and even part of health care reform, given the push to preventive care, that President Obama and his wife have made this a national priority. So tell us a little bit about what's going on in your book and also what the market's role in helping this situation could be. Well, clearly this is a hot button, uh, especially childhood obesity, because two-thirds of us are either overweight or obese. That's a pretty ugly scenario for the country. And from my perspective coming out of industry, if you look at the number of proposed solutions to the problem, really nothing's worked so far. I mean, anywhere from putting nutritional labeling on packaging, the food pyramid was another one. And and quite frankly, since those programs first came out, the rates of obesity have doubled. So a lot of efforts on the regulatory side and the public health side really haven't worked. Now, I, I must applaud the first lady for basically sticking her neck out behind this issue. I think it's worthwhile. I think a lot of the programs like dealing with food deserts, and by that I mean the dearth of uh, grocery stores in many of the urban areas, trying to address that, trying to address the quality of food in schools, very worthwhile efforts. So I agree with that. Where I tend to diverge from that point of view, though, is the how to get it done. And I really believe that regulations aren't the way to do it, but rather you know, the industry is the 800-pound gorilla in the room, and they need to be engaged, and the only way to engage them is to show them how they make more money doing so. Well, and do you think that, given you come from the corporate sector, what can the market do to make this better? I mean, I know, for example, you're already seeing Walgreens, which has drugstores all over the country, and in poor neighborhoods where a lot of companies will not go, 
like they're offering more fresh items and things like that. I mean, will the market be able to help the situation or is this going to have to come from some sort of government push? I'm really against the government push. I think you mentioned Walgreens, for instance. There you have a classic example of a pharmacy that's trying to get a bigger imprint, if you would, in the communities where it's marketed. And by adding grocery-type items, as they've learned from watching companies like Walmart and Target, that that increases the customer return rate on their stores. They get more people in. They're looking for more items. It makes them more valuable in the community, and they're already in the community. And also, there's a size factor here. When you talk about addressing these food deserts in urban areas, there's not a lot of space left to put a big box store, as we're used to seeing these Walmarts and Best Buys and Targets. So clearly a chain like a Walgreens is in great shape to do that. But you have to step back and say, why are they doing it? They're not necessarily doing it to solve obesity. They're doing it because they see it as a business opportunity for them. To make people healthy? No, what really, first of all, to improve their bottom line. And oh, by the way, if we can help make people healthy, that's great. But it comes down to how executives are rewarded, and they're rewarded for improving their bottom lines or their market share or their competitive advantage. Those are the metrics that measure their success. So we have to be careful. We basically have one end of the spectrum that's saying you need to do this because it's the right thing to do. In essence, an altruistic kind of approach. And an industry is saying, well, great, I don't come in in the morning and get rewarded, get 72 attaboys for doing something good yesterday. I get attaboys and a bonus check for increasing my bottom line. So our purpose at the Hudson Institute is to bridge that gap and find ways where the corporations can lead the charge to healthier foods while actually improving these important measures of their success. And what do you tell people? I mean, what are some of the key things that corporate America can do, and what does the Institute see as some quick things that they could do right away to help the situation? Yeah, we're actually working on a major program to show companies that certain behaviors have actually resulted in, let's say, higher profit margins for their companies. So, for example, we've looked at a company like a Campbell Soup over the last few years, and we've noticed that the healthy product lines that they've advanced or by taking salt out of soups or coming out with healthier products or lower-calorie products, they've actually seen all their growth is coming out of their products, and actually they're seeing decline in the product lines that aren't healthier. So the conclusion is very simple. If they didn't have these healthier items, they would be losing money year to year as opposed to gaining money. So now you start giving other companies reasons to believe that, hey, we really need to be doing this, not so much, again, because it's the right thing to do, because I need to do it for my business, because that's what will motivate them. Government aside, I mean, when the president and the first lady put this on such a priority, does that help business sort of say, you know what, we should get on board here? I think it's having that effect, clearly. Walmart, for instance, came out with an announcement with the White House where they announced that they will are working on an effort to bring healthier foods, particularly fruits and vegetables, to consumers at a cheaper price. So uh, that's a biggie. I mean, if they can do that, they'll get better products in the market that are a little bit more affordable. They've also gone on record 
for their uh, private label or their in-house brand, if you would, great value, where they committed to get rid of all the trans fats in those products and also to reduce the sodium levels, I believe, by 25%. So, again, this is something now. I think the impetus comes from the climate right now, which is pushing industry to do better things. On the other hand, Walmart is doing this because this is an unbelievable business opportunity for them to even further differentiate themselves from their competitors. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD Radio. Joining me today is Hank Cardello. Mr. Cardello is a fellow at the Hudson Institute in Washington, and he directs their Obesity Solutions Initiative. And we're talking about sort of market forces and the high profile of the nation's obesity crisis. And is the market going to sabotage the effort of the Obamas to get people healthy and reduce obesity? Are they going to help? And Mr. Cardello wrote a book recently, Stuffed, an insider's look at who's really making America fat. So who is making America fat? (laughs) We're all doing it. Uh, The consumers (laughs) are guilty. The companies are guilty. The regulators are guilty. Even the health advocates are guilty. So do you think on the corporate side where they're guilty, what are they doing to change things? Well, what got us in this mess on the corporate side is there's there's way too many calories out there. I mean, the companies figured out that larger portions and supersizing actually was more profitable. So that's what drove a lot of these large sizes, these large portions in the market. Now what has to happen is that has to be reduced. Otherwise, we will continue to have this obesity crisis because consumers have shown us that we don't really do a great job turning down those extra fries in front of us that we get from a combo meal. We do a very poor job of that. So, again, what we're doing is showing companies, for instance, that they could shift their advertising dollars to, let's say, lower-calorie products. So a company, for instance, like Coca-Cola, can shift its advertising dollars over from their brand Coke over to, let's say, a Coke Zero. And again, I'm not calling these health foods, but they are significantly lower in calories. And by spending more advertising behind those brands, those are more brands inclined to grow because they better fit today's trends and it, so they can improve their margins and their sales while at the same time delivering less calories to the public. There's also a number of tactics that could be taken. There's a company now that actually makes a register receipt in restaurants, which will give you the calories you just purchased and tell you how much of your daily calorie allotment you just took in. So that's something that could be instituted. So, again, those are just some little examples. Uh, Grocery stores, another one. I believe grocery stores are in the real estate business. They sell billboards. I mean, they sell displays, and they have an opportunity to change what products go on to those displays because people buy more of those products when they see them. So there's all kinds of tactics that could be applied that are very profitable, that could work. They just need to be shown how. Now, the health professionals, what's interesting because I'm in Chicago and I follow the Walgreens situation carefully, Walgreens has partnered with some major health providers. They partnered with Northwestern Hospital, Northwestern Medical School in their food desert idea. Are you seeing that across the country? I mean, are some of these corporations trying to work locally with healthcare systems and physicians and hospitals? Well, what I'm seeing, for instance, there's an initiative called the Healthy Weight Commitment Foundation, 
and that involves both a number of packaged goods companies, a handful of grocers and restaurants, but primarily packaged goods marketers like General Mills or Coca-Cola. And uh, Robert Wood Johnson Foundation is involved in that. And the goal is to start lowering the calories that they sell. It's not an aggressive goal, but I do give them credit for at least focusing on calories. So there is an example of a public health industry collaboration. You know, on a local level, there's always the promotions, and I think there's a lot more opportunity for industry to take advantage, particularly as it relates to grocery store activity, which is highly localized where they could be promoting healthier foods, but they're going to need manufacturer help to do that. The grocers don't make much money, and they don't have a lot of flexibility. Well, what about the president's the Healthy Hunger-Free Kids Act? I mean, do you think this is going to work? Well, I think it's a step in the right direction. I actually just wrote a piece in The Atlantic on this that my observation in doing some investigative work shows that there's this uh, burgeoning black market on sodas and Snickers and candy bars that is happening in schools as a result of this. That's interesting. Yeah, so in other words, uh, take out the vending machines or at least substitute healthier beverages or healthier snacks, which is fine. I mean, I'm all for it. So that's the good news. I think it's a step in the right direction. However, it didn't account for these unintended market forces to come into play. And, And some of these kids in some of the places where this happened a few years ago, some of these kids are making 200 bucks a week bringing in these bags of, of goodies. So, again, you have to look at the whole system, and that's why I call for industry over the next decade to lower the number of calories they sell by a minimum of 10% because that's what's got to happen. It has to just be less calories in your face without you having to think about it. The minute you start asking people to count calories, et cetera, that's when you lose them. Well, with that, I would like to thank Hank Cardello, who's been our guest. We have been talking about the nation's obesity epidemic and how corporate America can be involved and how they are getting involved because it's good for their bottom line and it appears that it could be good for the nation's waistline of patients of physicians across the country. You've been listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host. And for more information, you can turn to ReachMD Online. ReachMD Online, on demand, and on the air. Please check us out at ReachMD.com. I'd like to thank you today for listening. You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Nutrition and Nutrition Science. For downloadable podcasts of programs in this series, go to ReachMD.com and choose the series Focus on Nutrition and Nutrition Science.